today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. I need perseverance. I need endurance. Okay, God's going to give you patience, endurance, and perseverance. He is? Yeah. When? Now? How? By going through it. Wait. I want Him to take me out of it, not get me through it. Oh, He might do that for you, but you don't want Him to do that for you because the endurance and the perseverance that you need only comes by going through it. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Hebrews. We often ask God for things when we already have an idea of how He should do it. But our ways are not His ways. And today, Pastor J.D. reminds us that God loves us. He wants us to ask of Him, but we're not always ready for how He answers. It's the trials He allows us to go through that teach us the qualities that we desire. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Hebrews chapter 10 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. Don't worry. Be encouraged. And here's why. Jesus is coming. The Apostle Paul would say it like this. The temporary light afflictions. Wait, Paul, was that after your third shipwreck? Temporary light afflictions? Listen, if anybody earned the right to say what Paul said, it was Paul. He persevered and endured. How? How, how, how? Why, why, why? Don't just tell me what. Tell me why. And please include how. It's the how of the Holy Spirit to do the what of God's Word. And the what here today in God's Word is to persevere, endure to the end. That's the what. Why? Because Jesus is coming just a little bit longer. Just endure. How? Ah, that's the best part. By faith. Stay with me. I think I'd be grossly remiss if I didn't point this out. It has to do with the writer quoting the prophet Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4. You know it well. The just shall live by faith. This is so important that it's quoted no less than three times in the New Testament. One time is here in our text in Hebrews 10.38. Another is in Galatians chapter 3, verse 11. And another is when the Apostle Paul writes his letter to the church in Rome, Romans 1.17. The just shall live by faith. That's the how. Okay? Here's a question. Why is there such an emphasis on this? Why is there such an emphasis is placed on the righteous living by faith. Well, we know, and we're going to see, Lord willing, when we get to chapter 11, that without faith it's impossible to please God. I don't think there's anybody here that doesn't want to please God. We all want to be pleasing in the sight of the Lord. 
We want to please Him because we love Him. Well, if without faith it's impossible to please Him, does that mean that with faith it's possible to please the Lord? Oh, yeah. Have you noticed in the Gospels how Jesus would stop everything and point out someone's faith? I mean, He would draw everybody's attention to, I have not seen such faith like this in all of Israel. If someone had faith, Jesus made it a point to point out their faith. I was thinking this last week, it was in a different context, but Jesus makes this stunning statement. (laughs) He says, let it be done unto you according to your faith. Now first it's, you know, okay, yeah. According to your faith, let it be done unto you. Okay, wait. In other words, proportionate to my faith, that's what's going to be done? Oh, oh, now I'm starting to get it. So if it's according to my faith, then when I don't have faith or live by faith, then wouldn't it stand to reason that it won't be done according to the faith that I don't have? Yes. You know, I, I always, whenever it comes to teaching, as is my privilege, the Word of God concerning faith, I always just, uh, the word faith, false teaching, has done so much damage. Because under the banner of name it, claim it, well, if you just had enough faith, blab it, grab it, then it doesn't have, well, you didn't have enough faith. Done so much damage. And here's what we've done. And I'll put myself in that camp, sadly. We've thrown the proverbial baby of faith out with the bathwater of that false teaching. And we've gone to the other extreme. So now you sit under the teaching of a pastor who's talking about faith. You're going, oh no, you're not one of those, are you? Oh, if you just have enough faith. And I just, boy, the enemy has in large measure succeeded in getting us as Christians to not believe God by faith, because after all, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and he has stolen that from us. And He's robbed us of all that is ours by faith. The righteous live by faith. The just live by faith. I'd like to know a little bit more about this. You see, Scripture is clear as to where it is that I get faith. Where can I get me some of this faith? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing the Word of God. Now, when I have faith, that faith is going to get tested. It's going to be put to the test. Oh, where's that? Well, it's in the fine print, paragraph three. You're going to have your faith tested. Well, what's up with that? Believe you me, you want your faith tested. Do you want to know why? Because the testing of your faith is what produces the perseverance and the endurance 
In other words, absent those trials in our lives, testing our faith, we have little hope of enduring the very trials God uses in our life to produce the perseverance. Can I say it like this? No faith, no endurance. No faith, no perseverance. You put that faith to the test, and in testing that faith, it's the producing of that which I need to get through the trial I'm in. This is 1 Corinthians 10.13, by the way. Oh, you know this verse, but you've heard it paraphrased in that popular saying, God won't give you more than you can handle. Don't you just love it when somebody that's just not going through a trial comes to you with that smile on their face. You're going through the trial of your life, and they say to you, God won't give you where you can handle. <laughs> I knew that. That's First Corinthians 10, 13. You know this verse. Let me just kind of paraphrase it a little bit differently, if you don't mind. <laughs> no trial, same word in the original, tribulation, temptation, will overtake you, seize you but such as is common to man, that with the trial, God will provide a way of escape so that you can bear up under it. Now, let's, we need to take a closer look at this. What the Apostle Paul, by the Holy Spirit, is saying is, you're in this trial, right? Yeah. This is a fiery trial. It's a very fiery trial. Very hard. I need perseverance. I need endurance. Okay, God's going to give you patience, endurance, and perseverance. He is? Yeah. When? Now? How? By going through it. Wait. I want Him to take me out of it, not get me through it. Oh, He might do that for you, but you don't want Him to do that for you, because the endurance and the perseverance that you need only comes by going through it, because that's what is produced by going through it. If He takes you out of it, here's a good example as I destroy this microphone. (laughs) You know this well, this illustration. I think it is just a perfect illustration. You've all heard the story about the little boy that comes upon this caterpillar in the cocoon, and it sees the caterpillar struggling and, you know, trying to get out. And, and the little boy's like, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help this poor little caterpillar out. So he begins to take the cocoon and peel it back. And he's like, okay, you're free. And the caterpillar's going, <laughs> and it dies. It doesn't fly. The caterpillar doesn't turn into a butterfly, the metamorphosis, and flies, it dies. Why? Because the strength that it needed to become a butterfly came with the struggle and the trial and the cocoon. See, I have all these caterpillar Christians. Get me out of this. No. I want to give you wings. Isaiah 40. (laughs) Those that wait on the Lord shall mount up with wings like eagles. Forget butterflies. Butterflies are doing this. I've never seen an eagle doing this. I see eagles going, yeah. 
They're soaring. That's what I'm talking about. But why would you want to? I mean, so that's the only, yeah. It's in the cocoon, the trial, yeah. That's how, yeah. Is there any other way? No. Oh, I wish they would have a prescription. You know, you see those ads on TV. You know, because that's how we are, right? Just that famous, humorous quip, God give me patience and give it to me now. It doesn't work like that. You want patient endurance? Think about it. You're going to have to be patient and endure it, because that's where it comes from. I want to come back to, just real quick, where the writer of Hebrews says that you joyfully endured the confiscation of your property. Because again, when you decided to follow Jesus, you lost everything. That's why it is, by the way. In our day, and I don't mean to bash on, you know, the church. Man, we got it really good. We got it too good in some ways. In that day when you decided to follow Jesus and picked up your cross, you had to count the cost. Because there was a cost to count. And it was a death to self. It was a denying self. It was losing. The one who loses his life, Jesus says, will find it and save it. The one who tries to save it will lose it. They really understood that in their day, I'm just saying. But how did they do it joyfully? Ah, James chapter 1. You know these verses well too. I want to read verses 2 through 4, and please hear me out on this. I, I say this in the sanctified sense that I really hate a strong word, but I really don't like this passage. Are we okay? Did you want to, do you look at me differently now? I mean, I, especially as a young believer, I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Really? Pure joy? When I encounter trials? I, I'm going to look it up in the original. That's, that's got to be a poor translation. I, I think in the original it, mu it must say, Consider it pure hell, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. No, it's pure joy. Um, okay, how? Here's how. Why? Here's why. Because, verse 3, you know, no, key word. Not hope, not, I sure wish, I sure hope, I, no, you know. Oh, by the way, that's another famous verse we love to quote, Romans 8, 28. For we know that all things work together for the good, to them that love God and are called. No, no, not hope, not 
sure kind of, you know, hoping this thing will work out for the good. (laughs) No, you know. You know. And here it is. Listen. The testing, testing of your faith produces perseverance. Okay, I'm going to read it again because you're looking at me like that. The testing of your faith produces perseverance. You know how it is sometimes when you pray and then God answers the prayer and you're like, God, what are you doing? And it's like God has to remind you, you prayed. You asked me to do this. I did? When? So he's got to send you a PDF file attached on an email of your prayer requests in your prayer journal. Right here. You asked me for patience. (laughs) I didn't know you were going to answer it like that. You asked me for perseverance. Well, I answered your prayer. You want perseverance? It comes by the testing of your faith. And he doesn't stop there. Verse 4. And this is a key word too. And sometimes I think we do err greatly in reading the Word of God where we read past something without really letting it sink in. And such is the case with verse 4, starting with the word let. Oh, (laughs) I don't let. In other words, uh, I can stop it. No, don't stop it. Let it. Let what? Let perseverance finish its work. It's not finished. Is it going to be finished soon? Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Stop right there. Have you ever prayed that God would mature you in Christ? Be careful what you pray for. Because that's how He's going to do it. You're asking for patience, you're asking for perseverance, you're asking for endurance, you're asking for strength. Okay, here you go. Here's how it's going to come. I think about Isaiah, again, I, of course we're in Isaiah on Thursday nights. I think a lot about Isaiah lately. <laughs> Can't wait to meet him. I think we'll be meeting him soon, along with everybody else. But he says that God has chosen the furnace of affliction to refine us. Listen, I want to be refined, but not with the furnace of affliction. Can't you refine me on the beaches of Oahu? (laughs) I'm going to refine you. All right, I'm going to refine you. Enter in the furnace. No, I don't want to be refined this way. I want the refining. I don't want the furnace of affliction to refine me. No. You want to be refined? It's the furnace of affliction. You want perseverance? It's the testing of your faith. So you're in a trial, and we're in a trial, right? I mean, I speak collectively, broadly, in the broad sense. And listen, I I say this in love. It's going to get worse. Oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so we talked about Second Timothy, where Paul writes and says that in the last days, this will be a prophecy, a prophetic description of the condition of the church in the last days, that there's coming a day, that day is here and now, 
where they will not put up with sound teaching, sound doctrine. Instead, they will flock in great numbers to teachers that will tell them what their ears are itching to hear. They will not put up with sound doctrine. This is sound doctrine. This is sound truth. This is the Word of God. And listen, if, if I could, I would get up here behind this pulpit. I won't. <laughs> I'm capable of it. And just speak smooth things. You're all good. It's all good. It's all going to be okay. Don't worry. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Okay, that was the last one. I won't do that again. Instead, I have to be true to the Word of God, and I have to tell you the truth. And when I read those letters to the seven churches in Revelation, I mean, it's just the hair, whatever's left, in the back of my head is standing on end. Would you agree with me, and I'll close with this, that our faith is going to be tested like never before? Don't fight it, because that testing of our faith is going to produce the very thing that we need in the trial we're in, in the days ahead. God is going to give us the endurance to the end. He can't not. Whatever it is you're going through, as hard as it is, as bad as it is, and as worse as it's getting, He will see you through until the end. Just like the writer of Hebrews, a little while longer, you just hang on to the church of Philadelphia. I know you have little strength. Just hang on. I'm coming. I'm coming. I know you have little strength. I know you're barely hanging on. I'm just a little bit longer. A little bit. Isn't that what we say to our kids? Just, just, just wait. You'll see. A little bit longer. How much longer? Just wait. <laughs> You'll see. He's coming. He's coming. So grateful for God's Word. It's the Word of life, yeah? The bread of life. (laughs) Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. This is our sustenance. Lord, thank You so much. Thank You for Your Word. and Lord, thank You for your truth. You are the truth, Jesus. You, as the truth, are the one who sets us free, and whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Lord, I am keenly aware that there are many who are really struggling. And yeah, the humor is great, and I, I love to laugh, and laughing is medicinal. But Lord, for anyone that's here or watching online that's just I mean, going through it, and it's just really, really hard. I just pray that you'll reveal yourself to them in a fresh and new way. Just love on them and encourage them and strengthen them and remind them that you're going to see them through. That which they are going through, you will see them through. And you will give them the endurance and the perseverance to the end. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Thanks for joining us for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Some of what you heard today may have encouraged you in your faith. There are many revered Bible characters mentioned in the book of Hebrews, people who lived ordinary lives but amounted to much in God's eyes when it came to faith. Perhaps you might be the same. You're living your very ordinary life, striving to live for God, but sometimes you make some harebrained decisions. Thankfully, God's looking at your life and your faith as a whole. This should be encouraging to you. You don't have to live up to perfection. Continue following this series with us in the book of Hebrews to gain additional glimpses of faith lived out. If you'd like to learn more about the ministry of In Spirit and Truth, go to calvarychapelkaneohe.com. While you're at our website, feel free to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. If you're ever in or near the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you come join us. Visit Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find service times and directions on our website. Once again, that's calvarychapelkaneohe.com. Thanks for listening today to this teaching in the book of Hebrews. We hope you'll join us for our next edition of In Spirit and Truth, where Pastor J.D. has much to share with you about what God has been putting on his heart. Faith is something that's ongoing, so keep it up. Join us again on In Spirit and Truth. Oh.